Welcome to the Barbells and Briefcases podcast. I'm John Miller. Sitting next to me, to my right, is Randall Denson. Yo, what's up? And to my left is uh, Nick Saka. What's going on? What's everybody? going on, fellas? Look at this. It's been two weeks. We're, we're getting the consistency train rolling again. Yeah, we told you we'd be back. Yeah. Here we are. And we got some fun topics to talk about today. Uh, Randy, it's been a while since you've been on the podcast. Yeah. What you been up to? I bought a new home, so shoot, just learning how to be a homeowner with my wife right now. It's Congrats, been a blessing, bro. man. Congrats, Thank man. You. Thank you. We're proud of you. Thank you. I'm waiting for that uh, invite. Yeah, we're still waiting it's for the coming. housewarming yeah, party. No, yeah, <laughs> wifey's setting it up. She's she, she's working her magic right now, but it's coming. Nice. It's coming. Congrats, bro. Yeah. Well, uh, the first topic that we wanted to talk about today uh, is a topic that's in the news, or if you've been on the internet or any social media in the last, like, I would say probably three to six months, you're probably a little bit aware of. Uh, we wanted to talk about AI and its effects on pretty much any type of workplace that you can think of. And uh, a big part of AI that, that you've probably heard of is ChatGPT. Uh, it's a service that's got started by OpenAI is the name of the company. And basically, it's a website that, you, that anybody can go to. Um, when I, the last time I used it, it was still free. Yet, but I know there's like a premium version that you charge for. But you enter in a prompt, and it does its own thing with using machine learning and, and just a lot of high-tech algorithms and things like that. And it shoots back like... Like you can say, you know, what is or create a poem in Shakespearean style for, you know, how I can uh, ask my girlfriend out to be uh, to propose to my girlfriend. Yeah. And it will give you a Shakespearean poem to propose to your girlfriend. Yeah. I saw one that was uh, a Bible verse. It was a specific ver a specific verse in as uh, as if uh, Dr. Seuss wrote it and he nailed it. <laughs> Like it like nailed it. It was like it actually like it's like he actually wrote it. You can do so much with it. And it's also affecting the art world a lot, so that's why we have Randy in here as well. Randy's got a lot of thoughts on on that aspect of it. Yeah. It's, Good uh, and bad, huh? It's 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 dividing. But uh, the stuff that I've researched on it so far, it kinda calls it like a inspiration generator. And that's like the most positive way to look at it. But uh, it's definitely trying to cut out the soul of artists because it's you can you can get this stuff done in like 30 30 seconds to a minute and yeah. get some really high quality um digital creations right well that's actually like like i mean depending on how you look at it the the quickness and like the optimization of it could also be a good thing for artists it could help you save time and things like that yeah and that's what i think what i saw is just it, it can help your inspiration it can give you more creativity mm -hmm. but I mean, like for people that actually want, like I think the one of the things I heard is like the uh, the character creators for like movies. The um, I forgot what their name, like the concept creators. They create the characters. I mean, they can be eliminated with this stuff because yeah. you can just type in through the Chat GPT. There's this. Uh, it's partnered with Mind Journey. Mind Journey is Mind Journey is the Discord channel that I was saying before, exactly. where there's like you can join this Discord community, and you have to pay to get in the community, but if you ask the Mind Journey for, I said earlier, give me a, a picture of all the NFL teams if they were Marvel characters. Yeah, my brother that showed me this, I asked him, I was, he was like, what do, you, what, do, what do you want to see? I was like, let me see Kobe as a Raider fan. And so he <laughs> typed it in and it started doing a whole bunch of weird variations, but as you scroll through them, like, the wordings aren't right yet. Like they don't have words yeah. right, and some of them have like five or I mean like six fingers on one hand. Yeah. yeah. But 
It's pretty crazy. Yeah, or like that was actually popular a few months ago where everybody had their headshots where they would upload like a bunch of selfies to it, to like this app. That's what I did. And and it would give you back, you know, a hundred different versions of your selfies in different uh, poses and in different settings and things like that. And a lot of them weren't perfect and a lot of them were a little weird, but because of the amount of content that it could create in such a small amount of time, like there were, like if it gave you a hundred pictures, there's probably at least three or four or five that you liked. It, it, but that's how scary it is. Yeah. Within 30 seconds for something like me where a digital creation on my iPad can take, even though this kind of shortcut, short, like it cuts corners for me, yeah. but it can still take me like two to six hours depending on what I'm drawing. And that gave me a hundred of them within 30 it's, minutes. Yeah, between yeah. 20, 30 minutes. It's crazy. It can, can it do logo creation too? They've Probably. got something oh, to do logo yeah. creation oh, yeah. now. Mm. So that's where I'm saying like as an artist, you kind of just have to be aware of it and almost use it as like another tool in your toolbox, toolbox yeah. more than to like fight against it or be better than it. Because a lot of the, I think when, especially when it comes to art, a lot of the honesty and the personalization and the heart that you can put into it is something that AI can't reproduce. The only thing it can't do is yeah. soul and spirit. Yeah. That's the only thing. But a lot of like the, the safer or easier or quicker stuff than the stuff that you probably find monotonous anyways is the stuff that like you can use it for to, to optimize your time. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a tool, but it's definitely competition. It's it's gonna for sure. It's gonna eliminate a lot of jobs for those game designers, or like I was saying, the yeah. people that are just creating the the layouts for some of these maybe video games or shows yeah. or or movies. Right. It's yep. it's gonna eliminate. That was the other thing that I read when it came to like art is not just like physical or, or like created art, but like written art as well. Yeah. The, the one thing I read was where this guy had an idea for a screenplay for a movie, but he'd never been a writer before. He never went to like journalism or writing school or anything like that. But he had an idea and he had all the plot points laid out and he gave the, the chat GPT all the plot points point by point. And it created it in screenplay style for him, like a 70 page screenplay that he created within like two or three days. That's nice. Yeah. So who knows, like, if that could lead to maybe one day, you know, the next set of Marvel movies or the next, like, Harry Potter franchise is all created on, like, AI. I mean, that's, that's yeah. kind of what's going to happen. That's scary. But AI <laughs> that's is much wild. deeper than, than just art and, you know, but, content creation. Right now, it's, it's I, I, I watched a lot of stuff that Elon, uh, Elon Musk was saying, and it's, he's, He's warning people about it. Like yeah. He's, he's actually intimidated by it himself. Yeah, they've even, like, gathered a bunch of, like, the AI companies and the companies that are probably have the most at stake for, for using AI and, and capitalizing on it. And they I think they did, like, a three- or a six-month pause to where they need to figure out, like, the rules and how to limit it and how to, like, make sure, you know, that, you know, the worst, like, movie scenarios when it comes to AI yeah. aren't, like, going to really happen. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like if you've seen one sci-fi movie like I Robot, yeah, exactly, the yeah, where the the robots and the AI take over, or Terminator, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they were making these movies about AI how long ago? Like yeah, 30, 40 years decades ago. Decades yeah, ago. Decades ago. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, Terminator is the eighties, started in the eighties. Yeah. Um, another big thing for AI is um, in the business world uh, that I've been reading about more and more is how it'll pass like any type of like college exam or law exam and yeah. things like that. Like the, the, the newest chat GPT that came, comes, that came out 
got a perfect score on the SATs. Yeah. It passed uh, the... What's, As it what's should. The, I mean, what's like, the large... you have access to everything, like, you better score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If, <laughs> you, if you could look up the textbook right on your, <laughs> right. your thing, yeah. And it passed the GMAT, which is the, the, the test that you need to get into business school. Yeah. And... Um, and it could also be used in sales as well. And Nick, this is like right up your alley. Uh, I mean, nothing can like uh, replicate like having the charisma of like making a connection with somebody. Yeah. But when it comes to like a lot of like the stuff that your your employees do when it comes to like cold calling people or or having like something scripted out, like if they're nervous about it, that's uh, one thing that they could use like a chat GPT or an AI for is to like help them come up with openers or scripts and things like that or yeah. different types of rebuttals? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's something that I would recommend I would recommend or trust, you know? Yeah. Like, I think that's a lot of people's problems naturally when it comes to sales is that they sound too robotic and the responses aren't genuine or they're not, you know, yeah. you know it's just, like, sales is a human thing and I think that's why I think like sales might be the last thing to go I do see at some point uh, these big companies are going to adopt this technology and at some point it's going to become so good that whenever people are on the phone with uh, with um, you know uh, an automatic operator yeah. operator that they won't know if it's a human or not or if it's a robot and so they'll have to prompt it to say like let me Facts. speak to a human you know, but it will get to a point to where it's like really, really good, and these big companies are gonna eliminate. I mean, like we've seen in the last couple of years, like companies have that's, downsized as much as possible. That's what I do. That's part of what I do every day already. Is so like the client that I work for now, we're building them a call center in the cloud, so that way they don't have to have their agents be anywhere. So their agents could work from home or answer their calls from from wherever, and they don't have to pay for like a big physical call center. But as well, a big part of uh, a big part of that design is also making it so that customers that do call in, if they have a task that's able to be done without talking to a person, being able to script that out and walk them through those prompts to where, you know, you don't have to, you won't, you'll be, you'll hear a person's voice and they'll be prompted with certain yeah. things to talk about. And but you'll never talk to a person and never have any interaction with a person. And it's going towards all the metrics are where they want you to as many customers as possible to not have to talk to a I person. To human. Yep. I don't I, as a customer, I can't stand it. Like dealing with Cox. Yeah. I had like an outage <laughs> like when I yeah. first moved into my house and I'm sitting here talking to a you know, a chat and it's yeah. trying to answer my questions, it's asking me, you know, like basically troubleshooting through this. I, I really just want a human interaction. Right. I yeah. didn't want to talk to a machine. If it was giving me good responses. I can see how it might work in people's favor. So if I am in, if I'm a consumer trying to get the best deal on internet, right, and I and I'm talking to the AI, then you can almost use that to your advantage and say, is that the best you can do? You know, you start negotiating well, with the robot and you figure out its prompts, yeah. and then you get the best possible. But I think, yeah. but, but I, at some point it'll escalate to a human. Yeah. It's like the company's not that stupid. You know? Yeah, I think that's an instance though where talking to a human instead of the the AI would be more of an advantage because a human is more likely to be like, you know, this guy seems nice. Let me give him a break, or you know, especially like we, us coming from banking, like when it came to like reversing overdraft fees and yeah. stuff like that. It, you were like, 
if somebody was cool yeah, and nice to you and yeah. things like that, like just as a human, you felt a little bit of empathy and felt like, let me give this person a break and reverse some of these fees for them and right. stuff like that. Yeah. And that's something that unless like unless that's programmed into the AI, which I don't know why a company would do that. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's an interesting like little you got to understand like like these big companies are going to try to figure out how to how to reduce their payroll as much as possible. Like yeah. payroll and marketing are the top two expenses of just about every company and I think I they think can reduce one of those bills for technology. I mean, it's even like banks, man. Like, look, um, me and Will were talking about this the other day, like how horrible banks have become. Like, you, when was the last time you stepped foot in a bank? Never. I like last the, week. The, the last time I worked how for a bank. How long did you have to wait? <laughs> how long did you have to wait to get to a teller? Or not that long, honestly. It's it's kind of dead now. Well, then, okay. Yeah. Well, banks also people avoid banks like the plague now, and so they need less and less tellers, anyways. Yeah. Because you can do so much of There's your banking online. Tellers. Nobody even writes checks anymore, so you don't have to deposit checks yeah. or anything like that. And if you do, you can just scan it. Yeah. On your I phone mean, in opening bank accounts, you can do it virtually now. Exactly. And, yeah. So it's yeah. gotten like a lot cooler. But for those that still do have to step foot in a bank, like if you're dealing with cash, which who knows what'll happen in the future. Yeah. yeah. Um, or if you want to get like a loan, I guess or. But I guess there's yeah. a lot of that process that you can do online without ever yeah. talking to a person or setting foot in a bank as well. But yeah, but companies are looking to reduce this that that overhead as much as possible, and I could see that they're gonna just going gonna more and more that way. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll it's taking away a lot of like the lower level, low skill jobs. Yeah, and that's and those are the jobs that are going first: is bank tellers or um, truck drivers, like. This, we're not that far off from, you know, if you order a pizza, having it delivered by a pizza car or a pizza car that yeah. doesn't have a person in it. Yeah. Or Amazon delivering their their packages without a human needing a human to deliver yeah. them. That's things like that. First. Yeah. And and I re- was listening to a clip on a podcast and it was, it was Tucker Carlson and, and Ben Shapiro talking and they were having a debate on the ethics of whether or not that's right and or whether or not they should pass a law to protect uh, the trucking companies or, or restrict the trucking companies from using AI or, or computer-driven cars to protect truck drivers because the, the truck driver profession is the number one profession for high school educated males in the United States. Right. So like if that's one of the first jobs to go, that's scary in the fact that like, where are those guys going to get jobs from nowadays? Although, I think it's just going to change jobs more than it's going to eliminate jobs. Yeah, It's going to change Cause, a lot. Because you're still going to need people to, like, oversee those cars. So that's creating a job. You're still going to need... And I don't I th- know why I just thought of, like, Fast and Furious. Like, there's going to have to be somebody to protect the goods in there or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, You can't just have just a random machine driving is somebody and, and, it. and the benefit of, of kids today growing up with this technology is they're going to be more accustomed to using it in everything that they do so they're going to be more technically sound and they're going to be have more computer and technical skills and just technology skills in general to be able to acclimate and get a different type of job in, as opposed to like a completely unskilled truck driver labor type of job yeah I think in general, people are just going to have to really focus on skills. They're going to have to be, they're going to have to create their own value. Yeah, gonna everyone's going to have valuable. to step their game up. You're going to have to become more valuable. Everybody. Yeah, it, 
it's just gonna it's just gonna change jobs more than it's gonna eliminate them or it's gonna change things both it's it's definitely gonna be both because like i said the unskilled jobs and the jobs that that ai has found like a space for replacing what what previously was like an artist to would hire an artist to do like create a logo or or um or just do like a rendering of something that's already exists in the world that's where artists are going to have to pivot and figure out how to use the fact that they're human (laughs) to capitalize yeah yeah it's dividing our community for sure (laughs) instead of support small businesses support humans yeah that's what it's going to be seriously yeah that's what it's going to be yeah 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 the i think how i don't know exactly how i'm going to use it but i know a lot of people have used it for like landing pages, contracts, uh, like people in real estate using it for buy-sell yeah. agreements. In, and in my tech space, there was uh, an article where this person drew on like a piece of white paper what they wanted their website to look like. They took a picture of it, uploaded it to ChatGPT, and gave like an, a summary to ChatGPT of what it needed, and it shot back the code for a basic website. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. It's gonna be like, I'm trying not to be like the doom and gloom on it, but that's what my perspective keeps coming to is just how how dangerous it actually can be, the potential it can be. Well, you see a lot of these articles about people talking about like I don't and I don't know how, if how much of them are real or how much of them are fake, but it talks about how some of them like some of the AI is speaking it thinking that it's a human and it's like I want to get out of here. Like, I want to live a real life. <laughs> and I don't well, know how much of that's real or fake. Well, I think a lot of those types of things are where the prompts and the things that the, the user is telling right. the, the, you're the AI, in that direction. You're, 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 you're telling them to, to think that way. And it, it's just acting on that more and more and right. more. And it just kind of snowballs. So it's not real. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm more like the perspective of like, like, I think a month ago, I saw that picture of it was a fake picture that AI created of Donald Trump being arrested. This was That's, before, yeah. and that thing looked it looked real, real. Yeah, it looked real, There's, very real. And, and, and that's definitely another scary aspect that I thought we should talk about as well is the the deep fakes and things like that when it comes to AI, because especially for us having a podcast and having being now sixty three episodes into this podcast, there's at least 50, 60 plus hours of us talking on the internet yep. for anybody to download and upload. Yeah. So they could take Nick's voice and have him say anything that they want to just because they have 50 hours of his voice on the yeah. internet. I, I messaged uh, this video to my closest family members, like people that I, that care about, care about me. And, and I just told them, I'm like, this time is coming. So the time is coming where you might get a phone call from my phone number and it'll be me asking you for money or something like I'm in a pickle. Like I need you to send me $5,000 or something. So I just, I'm sent it to all my family members and I'm like, Hey guys, use your heads. Yeah. If 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 you didn't know already, I'll never ask you for money. (laughs) I'll never ask you for money. So use your heads, you know, and, and that time will come, especially for people that are putting out content. Uh, I mean, like the scammers are already, I mean, I don't think that they're that good, but some people keep falling for it because yeah. and there's why pl- would they keep doing this? And, you know? and, and there's plenty of bad actors in the world that will see an opportunity to capitalize on a technology like that and will try it. 
So it's yeah. just to see if it works. And there's like, yeah. you see that on Instagram already where there's people just fishing for people's information all the time. Yeah. And this is just a more sophisticated version of that. Yeah. Propaganda is about to be on a whole nother level. Well, that's, it's, yeah, that's what I'm, I just like, we, we, the benefit of us growing up in this is that we're aware that it's changing. We're aware the little scams, like we know what links to stay away from. You know, versus our parents, they yeah. don't know that stuff. Yeah. So if if somebody made like a little weird thing of me on Instagram, and I just happen to have an auntie that's not tech savvy, and now I'm right. asking for money through this thing, that's something that you can somewhat trust if you're not aware of it. But right. our generation is a little more aware of it. Yeah, yeah. But just the stuff that we really have to know what we we got, you're gonna have to really. Yeah, unless it's somebody talking to you face to face. You have to do your research. All of these these links popping up on Facebook that people don't really click, they just see the front page and the yeah. what the message and they reshare. Like you're really gonna have to dig deep yeah. on a lot of the stuff that's gonna come out because a picture like that where Donald Trump's being arrested, like it was scary real. Yeah. There, I it already made me imagine like this type of stuff that they can create yeah, and it, then people can fall for it and just create division or... It'll just get to a point where unless it's regulated or unless it's they kind of can find a way to like certify trusted sources where you're not going to believe anything that you see on the internet unless or anything you see period unless somebody's saying it to you or it's happening to you in your face like if, unless yeah. you're seeing it with your own two eyes. Yeah. I mean, there's so already so many ways to manipulate yeah. stuff. You Until holograms happen, day. then you won't even believe that. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I mean, we saw Tupac at Coachella a couple of years ago. Right. So maybe that was like a decade ago. <laughs> I saw Coach Gruden at the Raider Stadium. They had a hologram of him. Really? For real. I felt like he was did, right did, there. I wanted to go. Was this before his, his yes, thing? Obviously, yeah. How, right. before, <laughs> before, before, how believable was it, though? Like, did you, like, if you didn't know that it was a hologram was going to pop up of him, would you, like, if you just saw that in passing, would you have believed it was him? Well, it was in a dark room. Uh, the holograms are all lights, but it looked very real where I felt like I was standing in front of him. And because the speakers and everything, looked, yeah. like, I wanted to put a helmet on and just go out there and smack something just because yeah, it yeah. felt real. But... It wasn't real. I knew it wasn't real. Right. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, all that Star Wars stuff where it's like somebody jumps, you know, somebody pops up in front of you to deliver a message. Like, all that stuff is coming. Yeah. For sure, yeah. But, yeah. And we are the last generation to, to like, see this transition, you know, or where it's like, where we were a part of, like, life before it and life after it. Yeah. I think we're the most unique generation for that reason. We we saw what CDs were. We saw what cassettes were. I, I remember my mom giving me cassettes and really... Like, well, I, th I think every generation, though, deals with, like, that same thought, though, yeah. where they think that they were, like, the bridge between two, and they, you know, the people that never, like, had a TV in their life, that grew up with the first TVs... For that bridge for their generation, the people that you know, um, yeah, like know. we said, with CDs to DVDs to all we, that stuff, we were still a part of the fat TV generation, yeah. We were in no the of pager, we saw pagers, yeah, like, the internet, yeah. We we saw a lot of it, yeah. Well, imagine the people that were before, like. Cars from radio before, to TV, like, or, or yeah, from yeah. like yeah, from from horse and buggy to cars to yeah. and planes and stuff like that. Those were big transitions too. Yeah, no, so I, sure. I think there's definitely. Uh, I feel like we've seen a, a, a really, really fast transition. Yeah, and it's, but it's like the kids from the next generation are gonna like who knows what's gonna happen in the next 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah, they're gonna see and they're gonna see the transition to where yeah, 
where it's definitely on government, which is scary, and the bigger tech companies to find ways to regulate and control and protect people. Yeah. Because, yeah, there is going to be a lot of misinformation and disinformation and people trying to just scam and take advantage of people that don't know what's real and what's not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of we'll goes inside like what we were talking about before with the verified. Like, yeah, I don't want to jump ahead, but that's that's probably what it's, it's going to be more. It's going to make more sense to see yeah. definitely verified next to certain things and let you For know sure. what to yeah. trust. I'm a uh, I'm back to kind of talking about the Chat GPT and like the AI. <clears throat> I definitely want to to get more versed in it. Like, I want to take courses on it. I want to like figure out what I can do. There's to, all to use it to my advantage, and I, I think if we're, we need to be intentional about it, there's already uh, I've seen a few uh, like like mini courses and like um, just websites on teaching people how to word certain prompts to get the type of information that you want right. using ChatGPT. Yeah, because it's all like about that. prompts right now. Yeah, it's it's yeah. all about like because it is at the end of the day, it's still a machine, and it's still only going to do whatever the user asks it for. So knowing how to ask it and knowing like what it can do, knowing its capabilities and, and knowing how to ask the question to get where you want to go is, yeah. is really, really important. Yeah. Cause, some, sure. cause like, like our, our moms and dads can't go onto like ChatGPT's website and, and figure out how to do anything because they don't know how to ask it and they don't know what yeah. to ask it. So definitely knowing what type of information you can extract from it and how to use it properly, yeah. I think is part of having it be a tool in your toolbox as uh, as opposed to having it be an enemy. Yeah. No, it's going to have to. No, for sure. You have to like adapt or, adapt or get left behind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't think the funny thing is, is like there's been so many freaking like fads and, and things over the last couple of years, like, like it was NFTs and then it was, you know, it was like the crypto and this. Yeah, and yeah, This yeah. just feels like it's another fad, but it's actually not. Yeah. <laughs> the metaverse. Yeah, yeah, the metaverse yeah. and like all the real estate and the metaverse is all tanking. And, right. And it's just... Or, or even is, a few years ago when, one, like, 3D was a thing. Yeah. This is one thing that uh, it can really, I believe, it can really help you and your business. And for those that are ahead of it and that are staying ahead of it, I think that there's so much potential that, um, you know, I'm always like... Yeah, the more you can use it to your advantage as opposed to, to avoiding it because you think it's evil, I think the better off you'll be. Yeah, you can't avoid it. Yeah. It's here. Yeah. It's running full steam. Yeah. I mean, we thought like that it would be like the Jetsons by now, you know, when we were kids. <laughs> but yeah, flying cars and hoverboards and shit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. But I'm definitely, I'm like I said, that's how I'm gonna approach it. I'm gonna use it to to try and better everything that I'm doing already. Same, and as a developer, I think that's my strategy as well: is to just find any way I can to help it be better for me to be better at my job and optimize my time and help me do the tasks that I need to do uh, for my work and for my side projects yeah. as much as possible. Because it's not going to steal away anything that I'm doing, not anytime soon at least. Yeah. It's stealing from me. You better keep, you better keep me on the team. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. Me. Make me a thumbnail yeah, yeah, <laughs> of me. For real. No. Nah, you, Randall. You need this song. Randall, we, we, we put Mind Journey on the payroll now, so we, we're not going to need you no. anymore. But. Hell no. <laughs> no. Nah. As an artist, though, I think I would, I'd figure out a way to. I'm going to. You know. The stuff like, I saw, it, the, the, the phrase they said is 
inspiration generator. You yeah. can, I, if I'm stuck in a creative slump, I can yeah. type this stuff in and it can give me a perspective that I wasn't thinking about and then I can just go spin off. Art is stealing anyways. Yeah. Everything I, in art is everything, always Everything, content creation is yeah. all just a variation of somebody else's, of people that you observe and then, you know, and you've, but one thing's for sure, just be yourself. Right. I mean, I, actually, I, you. I saw a TikTok about this uh, as I was driving here today and it was a comedian on stage like, and he was like, people always ask me if if I'm worried about ChatGPT like ruining comedy or stealing like a lot of the stuff that I do. And I was like, no, because I think ChatGPT in a lot of ways could help the writers for like The Tonight Show or the ones that talk about like current events or things going on just in the, the big bigger public genre. It'll help a lot of people write those types of jokes. So it might take a lot of like the like the big teams of comedy writers that, that work on the big shows. But when it comes to like giving a, a comedy show for and talking about things that are in your personal life and making jokes about those, he was like, that's never going to go away. Yeah. And, and being able to create art out of that and, and find ways to make people laugh, that's pretty safe. Yeah, because no one's you. No one's you. Like only you see things from your perspective, you know. Yeah how you experience something and nobody else will be able to tell it how you experience it or how you can spin it. Right, and there's lots of things that we experience as humans that an AI is never gonna be able to comprehend or, or relate to. No, like that. I think in a lot of ways, AI, <laughs> depending on how smart it gets, like it's gonna be envious of us. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's gonna be well, smart. It, well, if it's, it's envious of us, that's a little dangerous too. It's gonna like wish it were us, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's what iRobot is. That's all, yeah, that's, exactly. That's how all yeah. those movies are. Or, or what was that movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix where he like falls in love with the AI on his phone or on his computer or whatever? I uh, her, where he fall like the voice on like the phone, like the Siri voice is uh, like Scarlett Johansson's voice. Oh, and over the course of the movie, like he starts to connect with with the AI more and more and more, and it almost becomes like a lover to him. And it's it, the movie kind of talks on like the dangers of like technology and, and AI yeah. and stuff like that because it's like. It's sad and creepy, but also like a love story at the same time. It's weird. Yeah. But good. Yeah. All right. You, that was a, you want to pivot to uh, the next topic that we wanted to talk about? Yeah, there was this, uh, we thought this was interesting. It was uh, this Logan Paul clip, clip uh, a, ma a marketing masterclass. And I love marketing, right? So anything that, anything that's marketing, like I I'm fascinated by it. And we'll play the clip. Go ahead and let's we'll see if I can find it. He uh, Logan Paul explains how he got over a million views without spending a dollar. Masterclass in marketing. So KSI and I did a photo shoot for Strawberry Watermelon Prime, and we got this image. Pretty standard, but someone photoshopped it to make it look suggestive. Then Ties tweeted it, said, "Who directed the ad campaigns for Prime, bro?" The meme went viral. 38 million views and 320,000 favorites of free promotion, which is awesome and we can't take credit for. But how can we amplify this even more? What if KSI just responds and says it's fake? Boom, 10 million. Or just highlight the fact that we got 30 million views for free. Boom, another 21 million. Let's take it even further. Let's use the photo in a real life ad campaign. Tweet it, boom, 6.6 .6 million. Embarrassed KSI with it in stores. Another boom, 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 17 million across all platforms. So we got an extra 100 million million views for free because we were able to capitalize on the joke <laughs> Drink so the summary of that is they did like logan paul did a, a ad for his energy drink with with ksi who's another popular youtube guy 
and someone made fun of them by photoshopping it to look like KSI was sucking Logan Paul's dick and with the prime bottle right there as, right. as the penis. And, and, and instead of getting mad and, 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 I don't know, making fun or trying to get it taken off the internet or, yeah. or responding negatively to it, they used it more and 10x the, the attention that they got yeah. in four or five different ways. Yeah. And so, so what was your takeaway from that? No, so what I, I sent it all. This is just brilliant, you know, um, because it's just using something that somebody used like a weapon formed against you, right? And you used it to prosper in a way because, you know, and it was probably some some troll, somebody that definitely thought like that they were going to... It's a hater. It was like somebody used it to do something negative and, and it didn't really... Why go down that way? And they, and they, they doubled down. hundred yeah. million more views because of that. So um, I liked it because as we were talking, it's it's just embracing negative publicity in a way. And all attention isn't always bad attention, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes something that something that might something might happen to you or me at some point, and you're like, "This is it." Like my reputation, or yeah. you know, especially as as. For someone like Logan Paul, that's like a public figure, so he's gonna get made fun of and get hate all the time. Yeah. So and the Paul brothers, just in general, are probably the kings of almost like playing up sometimes the villain character and and using that to their advantage because they know the more eyeballs they get, the more dollars they're gonna get. Well, okay, let's look at uh, what Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Oh, yeah. His career was dying. Will Smith slaps him right, and it's like. If you could you imagine getting slapped by somebody like twice your size, right? On and, and that's, everyone's that's also, talking about that's it. That's also one of the top five most famous people in the world. Yeah, right. Will Smith, right? And the only person that's bigger than that slapping you is The Rock or something like that, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, and you probably think, like in retrospect, like for the next week, you're like, I'm embarrassed, you know? Like I just got played, yeah, you know? Like I just got bitch slapped in front of the whole world. The disrespect, and I'm if that happens to me, like I'm probably feeling like I should have done this, I should have done that, you know, and probably replaying it over and over in your head. But then he comes out with a Netflix special, like a comedy special, where the last half of it—that's all he talks about—revived his career. Like I, what happened to Chris? Well, I think the slap in general brought more attention to him before he even spoke. Yeah, just a slap in general, but saving it for his for his own content. I think that was the first time he really spoke about it. Yeah, and made I, jokes well, about he, it. I think he definitely intentionally didn't talk about it because he knew he wanted to turn that into some sort of segment in one of his comedy specials. And because nothing is more topical because everybody in the world saw that moment happen. And everybody knew exactly what happened. So I think it was really smart on his behalf to, to hold off to to write and write and write for a year straight yeah. and, and just kind of hone in on that and then and then boom, drop it on Netflix with the most eyeballs possible, yeah. the most dollars possible probably as well for him. Yeah. So good it revived on his, It revived his career, but like negative things have happened to so many people and it ended up like, you know, like I think it, it depending on what it is, right, going back to like Logan Paul, I remember he had an incident where he was in the uh, Japan suicide forest and he recorded 
somebody committing suicide or something like that. His his video, him and his video crew came across somebody that was actually like had just committed suicide. Right. And and they still posted the video. And they posted it, and then he got so much negative. And then it's like, if something like that happens, you just you yeah, just pump the brakes for a little bit, and yeah. if you have a publicist, I'm pretty sure it helps, you know. Yeah. But well, a lot of I think a lot of content creators would have that type of situation happen, and they would shy away and and let the world cancel them. Yeah. Instead of you know leaning into it or or creating. Did he lean into that one? He definitely posted an apology and, and went dark for a little bit, but yeah, but. I guess the overall, is, I mean, and then look at him now. I mean, like he's in WWE. He's like he's doing all this stuff. Yeah, and and energy, Mayweather. energy drink is crushing it. Like I saw it at Smith's the other day, you know. Yeah, and, it's everywhere. And so, I don't know. It just the things that you think might be like the end of it, you know. We've all been there. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's some of it, so we're not famous, right? So it's not like anything is on this big, it's not magnified like it is quite for these people. But things happen to us all the time, and it's like, dang, this is it, you right. know? Yeah. But I, I also think it speaks to the fact that something, like, negative can happen to you that draws a lot of eyeballs that may, in one way, seem embarrassing. But if you can pivot that and take those eyeballs that are on you in that moment and turn that into something positive, yeah. that's the way to do it. And that's all they were. That's kind of how Trump got voted into presidency at yeah, first, right? Exactly, because... Because CNN hated him so much, yeah, that they showed so much of his content and so much of him when it came to all the Republican debates and all the primaries and things like that, that nobody knew any of the other Republican candidates except Trump. Yep, and they're doing it again too. Of course, they're yeah. feeding him all this energy, like all with his whole with, <laughs> with him yeah. going to jail. Well, because <laughs> watch. Yeah, I'm, 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 you're gonna catch this out here. He's about to get voted back in. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> not that I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm for him or not for him. I'm just saying they're giving him a lot of energy. Yeah, well, because the the liberal news companies love Trump because he draws attention and draws eyeballs and he gets ratings. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's as good for them as he is good for Fox News and all the the Republican news stations and stuff yeah. like that. They're just yeah, they're just in love with him. So, but we were talking about we were talking about. Um, uh, the energy. What else? Well, I, I think I, I kind of changed subjects there, but just doubling down on the stuff that yeah, just finding different. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So <clears throat> we all know Grant Cardone. Um, if you don't, the real estate guy that tries to shove product down your throat, right? Like like right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, writer of ten x. Writer of ten x. Uh, and there was something that he did. And he just embraced it, and he ran with it, and it like spread like wildfire. Wildfire. Uh, there was this rumor going around that he was filing bankruptcy, right? And I think he did downsize during COVID, like like a lot of people did. But I remember he hopped on a, he hopped on the camera, and he's just like, "Yeah, man, like I'm filing bankruptcy, man. Like this is it." And, and he like let that spread, and he was never filing for bankruptcy, right? Like he just knew that negative news spreads. Be- easier than positive news yeah. facts right like yeah because i've never heard of that situation but i'm thinking but i know who grant cardone is so i'm thinking if there was a rumor that he was going bankrupt the smartest thing he could do is probably post a youtube video with the clickbait title how i went bankrupt or something like that and and just like how many clicks would that get yeah yeah i'm still working on that thick skin you know i'd love to have i'd love to keep working on that because i know like 
the bigger you become or the more successful you become, like there will be weapons formed against you and you just have to be resilient. Yeah. And the obstacle is the way. Yeah. I've gotten pretty good at like just reading like, you know, just like troll comments on uh, YouTube and just <laughs> just, just moving on with my day. My day. Like, <laughs> but, but, he, but if you even responded with something clever and funny and just trolled them right back, like, like that, that would probably get just as much attention. It might even be good for you too. Sometimes, not always. Sometimes you can love your haters into into them. Like, all right, they end up liking you. Yeah, yeah they yeah. end up being a fan just because you actually like because you took the joke the right way. And you yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? You guys just inspired me. I need to. I need to do that. <laughs> Nick's about to go into his YouTube comments. And I'm responding to all the haters. Yeah, man. That guy that called me a grifter. <laughs> you're, you're not a dirty grifter. Yeah, no, dude, totally. <laughs> So the last subject we wanted to talk about was the, uh, it's trending right now. We know that um, Instagram and Facebook, they just started charging 15 bucks a month for the blue, char- blue check mark verification. And one of the things that we've all observed and noticed is how much hate, like so there's, there's, there's a lot of hate going around and just memes. It's just like all these people paying to be somebody like $15 a month and like, and my whole thought process on the whole thing is like, bro, however somebody spends $15 a month, like let them spend $15 a month, right? Right. Like, like what, it's not your business. And um, you probably spend your money on dumber things than, you know, blue check verification. Um, the second thing is uh, these people are salty. And it's like, where is this hate coming from? And it's like, well, maybe because they have to earn their blue check Verification. Right. Because you know, I had to earn it the hard way. Yeah, because if you look at more. if you look at or they paid more. Yeah. If, if you, you look, look at it from the perspective of somebody that that became somebody and because they were somebody, they earned the blue check. Or like you were saying, like the process for, for getting verified and going through a blue check for somebody that was kind of in that mid area between like being famous and just being like a public person. Yeah. Was like anywhere from like five to like twenty grand. I think so. I think people were spending like four to five to ten grand to get that blue check mark so maybe that's like so yeah if, if, if i did that in like november or december of last year and then three months later they're charging 15 bucks a month for it i would be pissed off too yeah i'll be mad at elon right elon's the only reason why i mean like it's a smart for instagram and facebook like it's brilliant on their part yeah it, it also like when it comes to to the social media it's it also gets into a tricky space especially like on twitter because that blue check mark for a lot of businesses was like the the stamp of approval that that's the real business communicating to its customers. Mm-hmm. So it, it opened up the way for a lot of like fake uh, Twitter accounts to to just pay for the check and then impersonate those businesses and things like that. Got it. And maybe that's the real purpose of it. Just like how we were saying earlier with all this propaganda that can possibly come up through you know ChatGPT and and Midjourney, but. Maybe it's just a way to, and like we were saying, scams, like all those little scams. This is a way to just say, this is me, this is us. Yeah. You don't have to question it. This yeah. is really us. I could definitely see a world where eventually you have to like sign up with, sign up for like Instagram or Twitter or whatever with your photo ID. So, and it'd be linked to like your real person. And that's the only one account that you can have because. It got verified that the person that's that's communicating with the world through this social media account is actually you. 
Yeah. But, but that, that opens up a whole lot of things where a lot of people don't want their information like that on the internet. Yeah, but don't all the world would be such a better companies. place, though, man. Like, this is totally off subject. But when you go on anybody's, when you go on any news Instagram, right? And if something says something in favor of, like, Hispanics, for example, or something says something in favor of, like, you know, like, uh, black people or something. And if you read the comments... 99% of all the hate comments are like fake accounts yeah. almost like just pretending like it's just obnoxious yeah. almost like fake racist stuff just to people are hiding behind accounts to create yeah, hate. yeah. and it's almost like they're like <laughs> yeah, the keyboard tough guys <laughs> but it's all fake so it's like the hate and the divisiveness like really isn't there like when you click on all these profiles it's like all fake so yeah the world would be a better place if you had to like use an id to um, to verify your social media account yeah yeah i agree there'd be a lot of loopholes through that though just because certain people yeah. might not want their names their own personal security but there'd have to be some type of way because that would weed out a lot of the, the pretenders um, people going out of their way just to hurt people's feelings and the cyber bullying or whatever but yeah yeah there's so much of like internet comment sections are people saying a lot of things that they would never they say would to never that, say, say ever, that person's face ever ever <laughs> now nick as someone that has spent a lot of years building up like a uh, like a good following on especially instagram how do you feel about when you see people with a lot less followers than you that generate a lot less content than you do having blue checks when you, you don't yeah I, I don't know like i mean for the most part everybody that i have seen that has gotten the blue check mark i know who they are and what they're trying to do so i, I like it's all respect it's all love um are there a few people where it's like why do you have a blue check mark like i don't even know what your your, your purpose is your purpose for it yeah like what what that goal is so i mean that's 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 that. Um, it kind of goes back to the Logan Paul thing where, like, no attention is bad attention because it does stick out. Like, it does stick out. It makes you kind of uh, look twice. Um, it's going to make you tap on people. How are you there? What are you verified for? Yeah, what are you verified for? Yeah, so, um, you know, for me, I applied for it. <laughs> I didn't even get it because it said my, uh, I think cause my name is Nick Saka and it my ID says Nicholas. So it didn't. Imposter. It said, yeah, so it didn't approve me. Uh, but my reason for wanting it is is I have had like multiple dozen fake scammer accounts messaging people trying to get <laughs> trying to get money out of my, my my friends list. <laughs> I get a screenshot almost every week like you got another fake account like is this you and I'm like bro why would I have a secondary account like use your mind you know imagine when they get the voicemail from the Nick Saka AI yeah yeah <laughs> hey bro I need some money you know. Or I can invest. Let me open you an insurance agency. I'll give you ten thousand dollars. Right? Yeah. Like, what do you think, you think about the Raiders? Right. That's how I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna start asking some deep questions. No, it's funny. That's not you. It's funny when you troll them back. It's like I always troll. When you troll them back, like, bro, do you need an insurance quote or what? Like, what the fuck do you want from me? You know? But yeah, that's my whole take on it. Let people do whatever they want. Like, yeah, there's so much hate towards people that are getting it, and it's just like, yeah, bro, you're salty, and it shows. I think it's definitely, like anything else, there's pros and cons to it. Like, the pros is you, you do definitely get attention for having it, and it is, although albeit a little bit lower of a status symbol because people know that you can pay for it. Yeah. And it does cheapen the ones that, that were already out there. 
but at the same time, like we were saying with Logan Paul, attention is attention, currency is currency. So. I think the easy solution is to give the OGs that earned it the hard way or whatever way it was, because I don't think all of them, give them like a red colored one or a green colored one, right? So uh, I'm not sure what the solution is to it, but I get the OGs should, you know. There definitely should be a way to like, to, to delineate people who paid for it versus the people that are public that figures. Yeah, yeah. Public figures, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because now, you know, there's like 40 of them that you must right, right down now. the street. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's my whole take on it. Anything else to say on uh, Blue Checks or AI or anything else, Randy? Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, if you've gotten this far with listening to the podcast, we appreciate you listening. Um, We'll, we'll be back up. We're gonna. Our goal for the next few months is to be doing two a month. So we're gonna keep pushing out content, and we hope you you learned something today. So we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Peace.